All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. Or you just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. So as we continue here, a couple things that I wanted to touch on. Let's get to so that we'll, we'll talk about and break down the games a little bit more during the uh, week. You know, this this is, you know, the big deal, conference championship games. But let's talk a little bit about some of the off the field uh, developments, because, you know, we still got every job pretty much vacant still in the National Football League. And I touched on this yesterday. You know, I, I, this is probably the most due diligence I've seen a lot of teams do since we've been in this process and really basically paying attention to Black Monday. And I, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I bet anybody a dollar to a donut that for the last decade, man, we've averaged at least four or five coaches fired on that Monday after the season because of the expectations has risen. But we've got one development. We've got reports out there that saying that Colts owner Jim Ursay wants to retain Jeff Saturday as the head coach. Let me tell you something, man. And let me tell you something, Zach. There's so many ways I want to go with this. I mean, for one, what I've been preaching is and, and I kind of do as well, too. You know, and I, and I think with me, when you get burned a lot and I can't remember Versa really getting burned. But when you get burned a lot, you know, I've, I've, I've been in some, you know, I've been in some tough, long relationships. You know, when you get done bad, what do you get? You have trust issues. OK. And I am one of them. That's why my circle is very small. That's why you don't see me out too much. And you don't see me on social media dancing and all that stuff because I'm private. I, I'm just just the way it is. I've told you that Ursay has trust issues, man. He wants somebody that is in. First of all, he's made a mistake to where he just hasn't found the right football people to be in that building. After Bill Polian left, after Tony Dungy left, after Peyton Manning was left with a scaffold in the back of his neck, when they said, oh, he's done. We got this kid come out of Stanford. Pop bottles. Didn't think he was going to go on and set records and win another ring. But ever since those football, Tony Dungy, he hasn't from from Grissom. And I'm like, I don't think Ballard's done a bad job, but the people that really make the decisions that he can trust, they're not in that building anymore. And that's why the Colts have been struggling. But with that said. Let me just tell you. We know what Steve Wilkes did. With the Carolina Panthers, I've said forever that Steve Wilkes got a raw deal in Arizona. He did one and done. He almost had a team, speaking of the Panthers, even though the division's down, a team that traded away, cut their starting quarterback, traded him away in Baker Mayfield, traded the best player away to the team and just gift wrapped him to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. How's that working? They did all this and Steve Wilkes had them in within the last week of getting a playoff spot by winning the division. I think I haven't heard anything, but we've already, you know, the Panthers have already came out and said, hey, we're looking for, we're concentrating on an experienced coach for this coaching search. So they've already let it know we're not going with a first year coach. 
But my point is, he's not really, really consideration. Okay. You kind of see what, and I didn't think he should have got it, but there's a lot of people that campaign for him. Go back to the coach last year that went for the Vegas Raiders that filled in after the John Gruden fiasco. Okay. He was a guy that pretty, I think he's special teams on Green Bay now. I think something he's got a job with the Packers this season. Um, what was my man's Basaccia? name? Basaccia. People thought he should get an opportunity considering the rug situation, John Gruden. No. The list goes on. But here's a guy, Jeff Saturday, who finished the season on like a six or seven game losing streak that had no prior experience of being a head coach, was doing TV, and now is going to beat out the likes of candidates or even the possibilities of the candidates we have, whether there be a whether it be a uh, you know, a Dan Quinn, a D'Amico Ryans, even coming back to a um, Jim Caldwell, which I'm on the record, man. A Jim Caldwell can find his ass for Colorado. I, he can find himself in Colorado, and I would have a problem with that. I know what Joe Fluco looked like before Caldwell showed up. He can fix that guy down there number three. Old school. Like I told you, all Caldwell got to do is walk in an interview and said, uh, I wanted Detroit two years. There you go. Anything else? But my point is, look at all the candidates. But Jeff Saturday is being reported that probably that Ursay wants to keep based off of what? And that's what's wrong with the system, too. This is a guy that has leapfrogged. Even guys on that staff that have put 15 years in as assistant, 18 years, assistant. I mean, come on. And, and, and first of all, I got to still believe it till I see it. You know, that's a report out there. There's a lot of people running with it. I got to see it to believe it. I don't believe it. There's no way. Out of all the candidates where this Colts team is at, considering what Jacksonville did, considering this is pretty much an outlier for the Tennessee Titans, and considering the Texans are going to have the number two pick, and we see what kind of roster they got. They just need a quarterback and a receiver, maybe a pass rusher. You got all this going on. Oh, and you got sunshine in the, in the in the division too. All this, and you want to run it back with Jeff Sat. Look, I've never met the man, but I can just I think everybody that I've read, everybody who has met Jeff, I think he's a hell of a guy. This is not really an attack on Jeff. This is just like this is a joke. This is the definition of a trust fund baby that was given the team by his daddy before when he passed away, who has had the luxury of having guys like Bill Polian, who built that Buffalo dynasty that went to four straight Super Bowl. Didn't win one, but they went to four straight. This is a guy who hired Tony Dungy, got him from Tampa. This is a guy who drafted, made a big decision from either Peyton Manning or Ryan Leaf. Could you imagine the history of that? This is a guy that's done all of that. Those guys are gone. And the, and the breadcrumbs has been there. Because you had Ryan Grissom who had a, it just fell in his lap. Andrew Luck just fell in his lap, but he didn't know what to do with it. He didn't know what to do with it. Hey, we'll take, we'll, we'll, we'll take Anthony Dorsett in the first round with a receiver. Uh, we have any linemen that can protect Luck? I don't care. I'm, I'm Ursay's weightlifting partner. I spot him every day. A joke. It started to leak there and it's just go. And this, if this is true, this would be just horrible. This would be, and maybe he turns around, but there is nothing that merits that he should beat out these other candidates to get one of these jobs, six or five or whatever, how many openings we got available. I'm sorry. What do you got? 
Well, when you look at the NFL.com tracker on mm-hmm. coaches hiring, firing, and interviews, um, Saturday is one of three candidates who have re- been scheduled for their second interview. Uh, Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator of the Rams, is another one. And then Najiro Averro, the defensive coordinator for the Broncos. So that's where you're sitting at with the three um, making it to the second interview process. So you say Pajero, uh, the uh, the Denver Broncos? Yeah, Ajiro Averro. Ajiro. Yeah. He's going to second interview? Uh, scheduled, yep. Just and give Ra- it. And Raheem Morris. Just give it to Jeff. Uh, just give it to Saturday. Just give it to him. See, now I'm going to take change a little bit. Like, hey, give it. Just give it to Jeff. Let's keep working, man. Come on. We already told Atlanta to kick rocks, man. You ain't doing no lateral move. But no, I'll be happy for that, brother, because he's grinded. Now, that's a guy. And again, I'm glad you put him in there. That's a guy, you know, Mike Kliss, which we've had him on this show. Channel 9 News Denver, Denver Insider. I didn't even know this until Mike talked about it a few weeks ago. This is a guy that's in this. He was a team game day coordinator. That is like the lowest you can get in the NFL on a coaching poll. Eight years he did that. Then he got his shot with the Rams and was involved in that secondary and that defense over there that went and run the Super Bowl. And then all of a sudden he gets his opportunities as a defense guy. I mean, he's close with Hackett. That's the reason why Hackett went out and got him. But look, and when you look at what he did, he was the reason why really the team didn't really quit. I don't think it was Hackett, it was him. And he's up against a guy that I guess the people have that a Jeff Saturday that probably because most likely is going to win this gig. I think those there's too many reports out there, and it makes sense to me. I want to see it to believe it, but there is a good chance that that guy is the front runner. That's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Also. Speaking of off-the-field news and other coaches' search, um, yes, I talked about it a little bit a while ago, but the Carolina Panthers have said that, hey, we want an experienced coach. Now, I heard that Sean Payton was scheduled to have an interview because I think he's already talked to him, but he's going to have another interview. Yeah, the first one's been completed. Okay, so he's already met with them, so they're circling on him. I forgot who were the other type of candidates as well, too, uh, for Carolina. Who, Who are they? Well, if you're looking at the experience side, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Jim Caldwell, uh, Sean Payton, Frank Frank Wright, and Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes has completed his second interview to retain his, uh, you know, to, to be promoted, I guess, from interim. Um, but you still have other names out there. Ken Dorsey, the Bills offensive coordinator. Well, he's got his schedule free now. Um, D'Amico Ryans, uh, Shane Steichen, the Eagles offensive coordinator, and, of course, Kellen Moore. Uh, just, just there are others still. Well, but see, they want an experience. See, D'Amico, Kellen Moore, they're not experienced previous head coaches. From what I'm hearing, Carolina wants exp- they he they they've want, interviewed them. They they interviewed them, but it's come out today that they want a pro- like not a proven, but a former coach that may. And it kind of makes sense because keep in mind, I just talked about it. When you go through things in life, you get scarred or you have trust issues. And look what happened. They went the college route with Matt Rule. And Matt Rule had been in the NFL before, back in the day, as a coordinator. But he came, and Matt Rule has won everywhere he's been in college. He won, I saw him turn around Temple. Okay, I mean, hell, he had Bill Cosby showing up in a Temple uh, sweater all the time. That was before we found out Bill was slipping things and drinks and stuff. Also, he won. I mean, he went to where he went to Baylor, and keep in mind, he walked into Baylor. And Baylor was a hot mess. That was right out of the Art Browse fiasco. It was bad. 
you know, and he won. And look what he did with Baylor. So Matt Rule has already won. But look what happened. What happened to Carolina? Not good at all. Now, you can talk about the quarterback position never got solidified. There could be reasons for everything. There's a cause and life is a cause and effect of everything. But the point of it is, do you think they're looking at trying to really want to hire another first time head coach? Probably not. Probably not. You know, so we'll see what Carolina does. Um, also, so the other, and, but again, I'll just say this kind of surprises me that we've been this long. I mean, we'll not say this long, but in this process and normally, you know, in my memory surge, normally you have somebody who has already made that hire. I anticipate some domino. I mean, Dan Quinn, I think is on his second interview with Arizona. He interviewed with them yesterday and that, well, first of all, he had a, he had a, uh, like a virtual meeting, like a Zoom meeting. And then he pretty much had an in-person meeting where he actually jumped on the bird and went out to the desert and interviewing with Arizona. Okay. So to me, I'm assuming, and I'm thinking by the time championship weekend gets here, probably Sunday, or I would say Monday, one of these shoes got to drop, but somebody's got to hire somebody. And then I think once the one shoe drops, and then that's when you start seeing these other ones fill kind of quickly after that. What do you got? But could that shoe not be Sean Payton making an announcement as to what it is he wants to do, whether he's actually going to be a, be a coach or not? Because I feel like the majority of these teams out there that have interviewed him, I feel like he's at the top of their board. And they don't want to miss that opportunity if he's going to be available. Well, first of all, let's just, just understand this thing. Sean is a very unique type of candidate. Um, he has a job currently uh, with Fox that has been reported he's loved. Also, the difference between Sean and all these other these other candidates, you're going to have to come off from draft capital. Mickey Loomis in New Orleans already said, like, hey, man, we ain't giving away for free now. Now, Sean is going to be the guy. In the, the funny thing about this to me, who do you think is going to be in the room negotiating this when he finally decides if he wants to come back with the team? Sean Payton. The, he's going to be in that room negotiating, well, what do we give for me? So this is when you say, well, all these, I, I don't think all these teams have Sean at the highest list because you can't play ball. It's going to take a mid to late first rounder. And the guy is, look, there's only two owners that can give Sean Payton the kind of money that he wants to, that if this is true, and I know Sean's been making his rounds on the Calvin Cowherd show and he's been putting leaks out there. He hasn't really talked about this and the number and the salary that's been floated out there. There's only two organizations that can pay him $20, 25000000 million a year. Okay, well, I would say three. One ain't going to do it, but I'll put him in financially. Okay, that's the Dallas Cowboys, which Jerry don't pay coaches, but he's got the resource if you want to do it. The Carolina Panthers and the Pinner Group in Denver. Those are the only three teams that can pay him that 20 to 25 million. But you got to have a first round pick at minimum. And also, what is the quarterback situation? Whatever. I just feel, in my opinion, and you asked me, are you going on the record with that? I believe, Sean, it was too easy for him having a house in LA, being at Fox, working out of Fox LA in that studio, in that pregame show to see if one of these L.A. jobs open up. I believe Sean is Sean. You know what this reminds me of and what this we just went through it. This reminds me kind of like what I said about the Odell Beckham situation with Dallas and everybody. He knew that he wasn't ready to go. But you know what? He wanted his visit. He wanted his campus visit. He wanted to look at the pretty girls. He wanted to say, hey, man, you know what we could do here with you? Sean is getting his ego stroke, man. 
Sean, I believe, is sitting there like, hey, man, how far do they want to go? This is a guy that's had his heart ripped out by Roger Goodell in the NFL. This is a guy who served in a spent that did a bid for a suspension for Greg Williams, which about there's 32 teams. 18 teams had bounties, man. Saints were made, and you know, an example. You know what also is getting dug out, which I have no now people that are against Sean. And this is in look in the certain cities that it's not all, but now I didn't even Sean was a part. They had the DA, they had the fans go up into the New Orleans Saints situation years ago in part of a basically alleged maybe type of pill distribution thing. I ain't heard about that, but that's dug up. So people are like, hey man, Sean ain't as perfect as everybody thinks. I ain't counting the bounty gate. The bottom line, he's getting his ego stroke, man. I believe Sean gonna take that money from Fox. He just getting used to it. He gonna come back and he gonna say, you know what? Staley gonna screw this thing up. McVeigh might want to come back one year. He don't want to do this rebuild. Maybe we waiting for one of those jobs. Maybe waiting for one of those jobs. But money talks, man. Twenty five million, and I've said it from the get go. It's gonna be a six eight year contract. He ain't coming back with anything less. But no, I, I don't believe he's coming out. I don't believe he's coming out. Hope I'm wrong, but I don't think he's coming out. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind Mama told me Ay. not to sell work. Mama, 17, 5, same color T-shirt. White. Mama told me Ay. not to sell work. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. It's been the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We've been broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott online studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Keep in mind, if you're checking on, just want to know what the latest new products are, whether it's seasonal products you're looking for, or you just want to order for same-day delivery, make sure you go to specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
and the official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. All right, real quick before we get into some NBA talk, uh, we want to take a look at some of the final the finalists for the MVP in the NFL has been released. Uh, before I get to that, because the whole every time I do that specs read, and the official partner of the Dallas Cowboys, if I hear that, it always triggers something that I didn't want to get out that I didn't. Uh, we didn't touch on it yesterday, but real quick, I thought it was very classless of whoever handles the Dallas Cowboy Twitter account who put that out about that. I think it just, and, and also to me, it just shows you again what type of organization, the culture that's in there. And no, I don't believe, like, you know, I heard Stephen A the other day said, well, you know, Jerry doesn't, do, yeah, yeah, of course Jerry knows what went out. Nothing goes out on that about Jerry on Twitter, Stephen. No, I disagree. No, Jerry don't know. He has people hired for that. That was probably some young punk that thought it was cool. They were like, hey, I'm going to come in there. You either probably lost some money on the game, too. Over the Twitter, like, I'm going to get cute. That was disrespectful, and that shows you exactly about the culture of that organization. That was just terrible, you know? I mean, that I've never seen anything like that from a team official website or social media account. But what do you got real quick? Well, for reference, for anybody who hasn't seen the tweet, um, and in recapping the loss to the 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys official Twitter uh, tweeted out the recap uh, article, um, but in, in their text and the tweet read, Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't again generate, uh, generate self-inflicted wounds. And it has the picture with Dak looking down at the surface tablets. Horrible. I didn't know that they had the picture to it. I just thought it was word. I didn't see that part. That's just terrible, man. I mean, somebody should lose their job off of that. That's just disgusting. But anyway, but that's the society where we live in, man. It's where you make people, you make a million too many people, you know, laugh and follow you. You know, I'll shoot the TV. I'll go ahead and pass the TV, man. Get a life. Okay. The finalists for the MVP, Mr. Clark, in the National Football League, who do we have? Well, uh, I don't think it's a surprise here. Uh, we've got Patrick Mahomes, okay, Josh Allen, uh-huh. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and then Mr. Gritty himself, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver. Yeah, that's the one that really pretty much was interesting to me because we, you know, we've all talked about the, you know, how Jefferson has wowed us and the receiver and all this kind of stuff. But we really didn't. I didn't hear anybody really, really probably putting him in MVP conversations. I mean, again, who who was the last non-quarterback to win the MVP? I couldn't even tell you. I damn sure can't remember who's the last wide receiver to win the MVP, okay? But according to that list, and you know what? I feel – I feel – go go ahead before I give that take. Well, just really quick, the last non-QB was AP – Adrian Peterson in 2012. Okay. Not that long ago, but it is. Doesn't seem long, but yeah. Uh, It's 10 years. It's a decade. That's crazy, man. Like the 2000s or something just flying. I mean, you know, I can just remember thinking about the 2000s and being like, man, it's going to be like the Jetsons. Like we're going to be having flying cars. And we're in 2023. Ain't nothing flying yet. No, but it's just crazy to think that. You know, people are going to complain about the price of eggs, and I get it because I have to hear from AC. But, you know, the people that play, they'll still go pay $10 for a coffee at Starbucks. 
they'll still go pay. I get it, man. And, and I don't even know the reasons why it's eight dollars an egg. You know, I've seen the jokes on social media, you know, people hawking eggs, people, you know, smuggling eggs. I mean, come on. man. But anyway. Yeah, I know you. I know as frugal and tight as your ass is. I know you complained about eight dollars a day. But anyway, um, that's just disgusting. Anyway, but let me tell you this: the take that I was going to say. I think Joe Burrow is a prisoner of the moment. I think that's a Johnny B. Lately on that list. I, I, I look. People already. I mean, Dan Orlowski, the guy who basically probably butchered his last name, but I don't care. Dan, the guy that ran out of bounds with Detroit. I like him on TV, though. Dan does a damn good job on TV. He, he, I couldn't stand him at first, but Dan's weighed on me. You know, now I feel like how most of my listeners have filled over 15, 18. Years, like, damn, I can't stand that guy. But you know what? He's weighed on me. It all is the same. <laughs> it all goes toward the rate. But I will tell you, Dan has already called Joe Burrow the best quarterback in the league. He said, now, hold on, Kansas City fans. You know, Patrick is the best. Seller, but he's already called Joe Burrow. To me, I don't have no problem with that. I mean, you could see, I mean, his. Pro but to say that this is that he's had an MVP season when we talk about the other ones. No, no. That's a prison of the moment. Somebody added him on. No, he's not. The MVP. If you tell me to pick from that list, the MVP this year is Jalen Hurts. And he's going up against the number one overall defense in scoring and against the run. It should be a hell of a game on Sunday. Win or lose that game, Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, is the MVP. Patrick Mahomes, and look, Kansas City fans and Kansas City Rob and all these guys, they'll let you know, hey, man, his stats are better this year than it was with Tyreek. He's got his back. I get it. But Patrick Mahomes is in that Shaq conversation. That MJ, man, they can win it every year. Patrick, it's it's Jalen Hurts, man. It's Jalen Hurts. I, I believe that he is the MVP. I think that Jeff, you know, the receiver, that's a very interesting one, too, because he puts it. But Patrick, no, nah, I don't think so. Joe Burrow, that's a prisoner of the moment. Johnny B. Lately added to the list. No, it's Jalen Hurts. What do you got? Well, you raised the question a, a while ago about do the Eagles have the most talented roster in football? Right. So, so you look yep. at the pieces around Jalen Hurts and say, okay, well, that's part of his success. And you combine, you add that to his game, then he's maybe having an above average year for him, for him through this point in his career. Whereas if you, and, and sure, Patrick Mahomes first year without Tyreek Hill, but if you do take, and this is in my division, right? AFC North, but Joe Burrow was played without his number one receiver, played behind what is still believed to be a poor offensive line and he's still putting up those numbers. He finished, he finished up what fifth in passing yards. I I hear you, man. When we talk again, he makes the guys around him better. He brought T Higgins to another level this year. Um, Did you see garden Minshew fill in for Jalen hurts in a couple games? Did you see that? He got the same talent roster you talk about. Jalen Hurts, a body of work, dude. Burroughs had a hell of a season. I've apologized to them and and, and flipped 210 a thousand times. You know, I feel like almost PM Don singing that I apologize. Oh, I apologize. You know, I, I'm, I'm exhausted. But the reality of it is a lot of his cooking has become late down the stretch of what they're doing. I get it. This is a this is a body work from week one. Because remember, Cincinnati was one and two at one time, was staring dead red at one and three, something like that. Jalen Hurts came out swinging, man. He's the MVP. 
He's the MVP. And I haven't even looked at the odds in the desert. I guarantee he's probably the betting favorite to win the MVP as well. We'll see how it plays out. Switching gears to the NBA before we get out of here. We said the San Antonio Spurs are in action tonight against your Los Angeles Lakers. They're seven-point underdog. We'll see if they have a better effort. Um, this is what, like the third or fourth time they played the Lakers this season, maybe? Uh, this will be the final time. This will be uh, the, the final, fourth yeah, time. Been. They played them three times back in uh, November. And they've got them once, right? They've only beat them. I think they beat them one time, maybe? I think you're right on that. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens tonight uh, with that matchup. Um, the other NBA I want to go, I told you about Memphis and Golden State. That's an interesting game for me tonight because that should be a playoff atmosphere game if all hands are on deck for that game. Um, I'm assuming. I mean, Golden State's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that game, and that is at Oracle. Um, you know, arena with well, a newer one. I don't think they call it Oracle anymore. It's the new arena there at the Bay. Um, think about that. We didn't think about that. The Bay, it could be dead. They could be on the verge of getting an NBA championship. And then at the 49ers, when, I mean, that's double parties in the Bay. All we need to do is, hey, man, athletics, what the hell y'all doing down there, A's? Y'all gonna do something? Y'all gonna keep playing money ball. But anyway, um, the other thing, the other, what do you got? Well, just uh, the Grizzlies losing Stephen Adams with the PCL injury. Yeah, that's a big part of what they do, uh, and, and they're very valuable paint presence. Um, looking at injury reports tonight, Golden State Warriors, of course, going to be without Iguodala and James Wiseman. Uh, no, Danny it's, Green for Memphis. It, it, it's a, it's a significant to Memphis, but not as significant as KD who's looking at pretty much another two weeks before he returns to Brooklyn, and they got the 76ers tonight. Now, since a B came back to hit from his little stint of injuries, Philadelphia's played pretty damn good. You know, um, the Atlanta Hawks have OKC. I'm going to stay on Atlanta's ass because no one else is. I, and look, and this has nothing to do because I know in this region where I reside in, the 210, everybody got sensitive when DeJounte Murray dropped that, dropped that track on the all the smoke by oh gosh he's weak oh get out of here well you know what say what you want to say but you know there might be some truth a little bit what he's saying and that's why i like my man Asparza's tweet last week when we talked like man half of this city and for the people outside of here that don't know like in el abilene el paso la cruz mexico just to tell you a little family business in the 210 half the city wanted tony parker traded for jason kidd and Tony was always the whipping boy. So all of a sudden now everybody's killing DeJounte Murray when a lot of people agree with Tony with pretty much what DeJounte said to a certain extent. But Atlanta's sitting dead red. I think they're 24 and 24. They're, they're like dead red at 500. They, I mean, that's not good. Did I hit that right? 24 and 24, right? Yeah, and they're 6 and 4 in their last 10. It's not working, man. And Nate McMillan's going to take the fall on it, which I've been critical of Nate McMillan because I think he's a coach. He reminds me of John Fox. He can get you some wins. He can get you to play because he can't get you over the hump. The only difference between him and John Fox is the pigmentation, and John Fox chooses about five pieces of big league bubblegum chew. That kind of come in that patch that you use to borrow your mom, borrow your mom to beg your mom to get. That's the only difference. But this is on DeJounte, and really it's the face of the team and Trey. Trey's become very spoiled all of a sudden, and Trey's becoming Trey's the one that's been filling himself. You know, he's down there in Atlanta, a.k.a. Chocolate City. You know, he's got the whole city, this, you know, this and that. They used to call it the Highlight Factory a few years ago. He's got all the entertainers going up, showing to the games, 2 chains, Jeezy, the whole crew, CTE crew, the whole crew. But he's it's something not vibing between him and Nate McMillan. And we know who wins those battles in the NBA. 
There's no Aaron Rodgers running around in the NBA, really. I don't even damn if the close thing, maybe LeBron, but even Jenny Buss told him, uh, no, keep it going. Tell Maverick I said hi. As we find out, little Bronny's now the All-American McDonald's team. Was that <laughs> they put that game on the four-letter network every year? Was there any doubt that they were going to put Bronny in that game and that all McDonald's? And I don't want to take anything from little Bronny, but was there any doubt that they were going to make him an all McDonald's All-American? Like, let's be real. Uh, around that really quickly i've seen some conversation out there that people actually are down with that even though Bronny, you know uh, the, the athletic had a really good article this last fall uh -huh. um about uh how college campuses are kind of looking at Bronny because he's not necessarily a five-star recruit i think he's actually rated a three-star right um but when you bring him in he's going to be expected to play but everything all the attention and that everything comes with it that comes with yeah being lebron's son but a lot of people are saying this is actually going to be good for fans and maybe even scouts alike to get a look at Bronny against and playing alongside some of the best talent. So it's a good measuring stick is kind of what they're saying. Yeah, I mean, I think the highlights I've seen a little Bronny, I mean, he can jump. He's got – but also, I mean, he really plays no defense. I mean, he, maybe that fits Welcome right into NBA. this NBA. Yeah, he just plays no defense. But, no, I mean, I'm not saying he don't deserve him, but I'm just saying it's not a shocker. Uh, but to me, I just feel that DeJounte and Trey Young, this was dubbed when they when the Spurs made the trade, this was dubbed as one of the best backcourts in the NBA, definitely the best backcourt in the East. They had a possibility to challenge Milwaukee, challenge Philly. But something's not right in the waters in Atlanta. They're 24 and 24. They should be at least six games above 500. That's my opinion on that. I will continue to stay on on them because at the end of the day, it is accountability for Nate McMillan and those two guys. They wanted to play together. They wanted they they you know they went. Dejounte kind of came to like, hey man, y'all ain't gonna pay me this. Yeah, just gonna move it, but keep moving to Atlanta. Hasn't worked out, man. They underachieved big time, big time. Also, NBA news. I mean, we're right around the corner. It should be happening any pretty soon. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Spurs are going to play a big dividend in the night into the LeBron's total before he passes the captain. Now, keep in mind, the Lakers played last night, so who knows? LeBron might be taking off tonight. I don't know. You never know in the NBA. But um, Pat Riley, okay? Pat Riley said this a few days ago. I just haven't had a chance to get to it. He said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is his GOAT and always been the GOAT, and that's his GOAT. Now, keep in mind, Pat Riley, LeBron left Pat Riley a little earlier than expected. And I never forget the press conference. Pat Riley said, hey, man, when things adverse, you don't look for the best, you know, the first door running out the door. Remember, Pat Riley was the one guy that said, LeBron, no, they're not coming on the team plane. No, they're not traveling with us. It is what it is. And Pat stood up to him because Pat's like, hey, man, don't you understand the era I come from? I am Showtime. So I created that. So there's something there, but I think that Pat Riley, before I say there's any type of animosity toward LeBron, I think Pat Riley really believes in that. And why wouldn't you? I mean, look how many titles he helped bring Pat Riley in Korea. And the crazy thing about it, if you watch Showtime Lakers, which season two should be dropping, all Laker people, you know, they try to, oh, that wasn't accurate. That didn't happen. Jerry, what? That's not, no, I think it really was. Y'all, they just going deep, deep to show you how it was in LA back then in the 80s. Okay. Like I said, Jenny Buss, man, was getting babysitted. Jenny Buss probably got babysitted by some playmates. He had to watch it sometimes. Dr. Buss, rest his soul, he was running amok. That's a good show. But they showed you really the friction sometimes, even Pat Riley, that was going on with Kareem. 
Kareem was a, you know, I mean, you got to think Kareem back then, Kareem was two fists in the air. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, two fists in the air. Hanging out with Black Panthers, everything. Kareem, and he had a reputation even too with the media that he wasn't asked. Pat Riley went through some. So for me, it doesn't shock me, but there's a lot of people from that era. If you look at it, if you really want to break it down, I've always said Jordan's my guy. You know, and then you go, but if you really want to look at it in a big realm of things, who has a better resume from college all the way to the NBA that Kareem does? He wanted every level, multiple titles. Now, the word has it that LeBron behind that, this I don't know how true this is, but this is coming out of LA. LeBron supposedly has been spending some time on his own, really trying to work on his hook shot. Now, you know, LeBron is the type of dude that everything he does is calculated and planned. Could you see like Jonas, could you see LeBron being that guy to say, you know what? I'm going to know exactly what the point told is when I get close. Somebody to tell me and I'm going to try to score that breaking point on a hook shot. Could you see him really trying to do that? I could see him trying to tie it with that and then breaking it in his own style. OK, because that makes it an original. It, it's almost like the tie is the homage. Right. And then you set your own record with the new style. Okay. And that could be coming as early as, as next Thursday, they're saying. Based off of 30 points per game, which is around his recent averages. And you're on record saying you feel Kareem has to be present in the building. I do. Despite I do. there's been not, no relationship between those two. So Kareem has took his jab. LeBron's taking the high road. But you feel like that's one of the things that the right thing that he has. No video message from Kareem. And I, this, I'm sure that this is, I'm sure there's been a letter sent from Adam Silver to make sure it happens. This is history. I mean, we, of records that you think will never fall, right. this is one of them. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I would, I would think if you think it's a, a letter from Adam, I think it would be a letter from Jenny Buss, too. You know, my dad wanted you. Come on, Kareem. Come on, Kevin. Kareem still get better seats at the crypto center than Dave do at the AT&T center. We still stick Dave's ass like in the sixth row, man. Even at the dome. I'm like, where is Dave sitting at, man? And Dave's such a nice guy. He just takes it. Terrible. Just terrible. All right, man. That is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. All right. San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, before you hit the snooze button, and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you grinding? Peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.